0: Hey, welcome to Conversations in the Paint Department. My name is Matt Bergman and I am your host. Conversations in the Paint Department is a podcast developed to take a humorous look at the personal, professional leadership lessons that I've learned from the mistakes I've made and getting a little bit of paint on my face. Subscribe on Anchor or Spotify. You can also follow me on Twitter at At Matt Bergman 14. And if you're an educational technology fan, check out my blog called Learn, Lead, Grow at Bergman UDL.Blogspot.com. Now to our show. Three, two, Hey, everybody, this is Matt, and welcome to episode number five of Conversations in the Paint Department. Now, I did a little research on Americans in the average work week, and depending on what you look at, about 37.4 hours is the typical work week that Americans have. Now, looking at those numbers, that only constitutes you being physically present at the workplace. And we all know that we are hyper-connected with technology. I mean, just pull out your phone and you're getting an email, a text, a tweet from, the work, from your workplace. And so sometimes it's really hard to disconnect, isn't it? When I first started my teaching career, I actually was um, not making a whole lot of money and obviously you don't go into teaching to make a whole lot of money and there's a lot of school of thought that you know teachers are, are people who aren't very skilled or teach because that's the only thing that they can do and that is so untrue. We're hardworking people. We need to make a living and uh, often you do what you can in order to make a living. And at the time I was uh, married and I had uh, a child and I, had to work, I was the complete breadwinner of my family. So I had to work quite a few jobs. In fact, at one point in my career, I would wake up in the morning, I would go and uh, coach football in the morning. So I'd coach it on the off season. I would teach all day. Then I would coach track in the afternoon, hop in my car, and I would go and clean offices about 30 miles away. Now depending on the day of the week, I might have had class that I would have to drive to at a physical location. And after I was done with that class, about 9, 9.30 at night, then I would have to go and clean those offices about 30 miles away from where I lived. On the weekends, I would work either at a deli or I would work cleaning offices and working at a rec center, all while doing my master's degree. Now, I'm not sitting here trying to impress anybody, but it you did what you had to do because I was the sole breadwinner of my family. And so to say that I was completely stressed out was uh, an understatement, really. And many of you are feeling that, too. I mean, you pull out your phone, and, and uh, even though you are not in the office, your head's in the office, uh, even though you're on vacation, you're still at work. You ever feel that way? You feel like you just can't get away? And what that does to your brain is it raises the cortisol levels, the stress levels, we gain weight, uh, we are tired, we don't get enough sleep. You know, There's a lot of health risks associated with that. Plus it puts us in this state of hurry, constant hurry, right? And as a leader, uh, as a person, that is not a good state to be in because you're always rushing to the next thing. I noticed that when I was like that, I was never quite there with my family, and that really created some rifts between my kids and I and my ex-wife and I. And so one particular evening, I remember it was a really long evening, I was, uh, I had just done what I explained to you, I coached, got in my car, I actually had graduate class, I drove all the way down to Lancaster City, uh, about 30 miles away from from where I I, uh, worked and went to school and I cleaned offices for a couple hours. So here I am (laughs) in my khaki pants and button-up shirt scrubbing toilets, but that's just what you do. And I did that for almost 10 years. And so uh, I got in my car and needless to say, I was tired. You know, it's about 10 o'clock at night. I'm tired, I gotta get back up at five o'clock in the morning the next morning and do it all over again. And so I'm getting in my car and I'm driving on this single lane road and it's about 10 miles from from this office to my house. And so I'm traveling along this road and I get behind a pickup truck that's going fast and then slow, fast and then slow, fast and then slow. And then they were swerving left to right, left and right. See, I thought I was behind, or I was behind a drunk driver, but that was not the case. And I'm getting really frustrated. See, my my anger, uh, because I was so tired, because I was so stressed, because I needed to do the next thing, my, stress level was extremely high. And so I'm behind this individual and getting really fed up. If I could have uh, passed them, I would have. But I get to this light. And at this light, the single lane road splits into two lanes and allows you to pass. And this is about a mile from my house. And so I get, my, I get in that lane and I floor it. And you know, I, I, I hit that gas, I, w- I was almost like Fred Flintstone. My foot went through my car down to the, gra- the ground with how much stress I was going through. And so I pull in to my apartment complex. And now my apartment uh, was on one side of the parking lot. And I had to park on the other side because I had the extra additional car. So I had to go in the um, additional parking section. And so I get in there and uh, that pickup truck pulls right into my neighborhood, pulls right behind my car. <laughs> and I am scared, very much so. <laughs> so I grab my gym bag I grab my computer bag and I try to hurry around the back of this car so that, you know, at least he's gonna have to pop it into reverse before he can back up and kill me. I'm thinking maybe I can run before I get shot. And as I'm walking around this car, the window goes down. And the individual in the car starts laughing. It's an older man, and he's like, (laughs) going fast enough for you? And I'm thinking, what kind of jerk says that? And then I recognized the voice, and I thought, who is that? And it was Charlie, our associate pastor at our church. He was out. Down, Going down to the hospital, visiting somebody and singing along with gospel music <laughs> and he was all over the road. I nearly crapped myself because I acted like a complete fool that time down the road. I was just, I was livid. But have you ever been that way too? I think a lot of it had to do with the stress that I was putting on myself. And for years I would put so much stress on myself. There was too much in my box, too much in my toolbox, too much in that jar of, you know, if you've seen um, people before like with time management exercises where they have rocks and ping pong balls and sand and dirt and water and they try to fit it all in the jar and you just can't, well, that was like me. See, sometimes when we try to fit too much in that jar, we begin to lose perspective of what matters, don't we? I lost perspective of my family, I lost perspective of Charlie, I lost perspective of the fact that maybe I was working a little too hard. You know, I was uh, talking to a friend of mine just today, and we were talking about some transitions that they were making in their career, and they've uh, they've gone from uh, an assistant position to uh, being the head honcho. And uh, they were talking about how, how they're gonna have to make some changes and how they're gonna have to be hyper-connected and how they just wanna go on vacation and just recharge. And we talked about the importance of unplugging. My marriage broke up partially because of how much I did for me, 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 and not enough for what I did for my family. And so a lot of times when I see leaders in those positions where they're running the candle at both ends, it concerns me because I wanna make sure that they're taken care of, their families are taken care of, and they realize that if they leave their their organization tomorrow, that organization's gonna find somebody else to replace that position. If they don't answer an email, it's going to be okay. If they don't get to the phone right away, it's going to be okay. You are not in control of everything. I think of my dad who right now is fighting the battle of his life. It's the fourth time that he has had cancer. And now he has stage four cancer and he is dying. And yet he can't control a single thing. And God, I love my dad, but. He works, 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 works. It's the only thing that he can do to control things. See, folks, being a leader is great, having all the responsibilities is great, but it also takes a certain skill to know when to unplug. And that means making time for yourself, making time for your family, it's not selfish. It's almost like that analogy that people say, like if the oxygen masks fall from the, uh, the cockpit area of a plane, that you're supposed to put, that, put on your mask first before you can help somebody else. And I think that's a really important lesson for us to learn as leaders. I encourage you to, to create some type of routine. So here's my routine, and this is what I have learned from burning, burning out my career From losing my family, from losing a lot of things in my life because of the mistakes I've made. Here's what I've learned. I've learned to create a routine. So each morning, my morning begins with this. I wake up and I realize that my mind has to be primed in order for uh, for, uh, the day to begin. So I generally will read out of the Bible. Now, if you want to read something more uh, like positive literature, self-help literature, go for it and do it. But I, I set a timer, and I sit there for five minutes and read it. And then what I do is I actually have a uh, meditation routine that I do. And I sit there, and I, and I spend about five minutes doing that. I'll get into that in other episodes. But then what I do is I also read a book on something I'm trying to maybe help on myself. So I do that for maybe 10 minutes, okay? So, so far, I've only spent 20 minutes on myself. And then what I also do is I have, I have um, an affirmation that I got from Norman Vincent Peels. Thought conditioners I highly recommend that you check it out if you go to uh, thought you know look up thought conditioners there are 40 different scripture verses that you can um, that are in this and what I do is I actually will take one and I will write it down five times ten times now if you're not a religious person that's fine maybe there's a motivational quote that you could use maybe there's a motivational saying maybe you can make up your own but really priming your mind And then I start thinking about uh, laying out my list for the day, my daily seven, my daily seven things that I'm going to work on. And you know what? That's what I focus on. Anytime there's a distraction, I go back to that list. By the end of the day, what I make sure that I do is I take time to reflect. I'm a journal type of guy. So I write down in a journal. You may not be but just taking time to reflect. But when I get home, when I leave the office, I make sure one, I'm physically taking care of my body, even if it's just for a 30 minute walk. I make sure that I get home, eat dinner with my family, and I make sure that I walk with my wife. I'm remarried now, and I make sure that I take a walk with my wife every night, even if it's raining. And I make sure that I spend time with my kids. My daughter's 15 now and my son is 12. I only have them 50% of the time, so I make sure that I spend time with them. And right now, I'm working on a degree, so I spend an hour of that time on homework. So from seven to eight, I work on homework, and that's it. I try to get up early in the morning if I have to. I try to manage my time better. But here's the thing, folks. A routine is gonna help you. Managing your time is gonna help you. But nothing is gonna help you more than that time that you spend with your family, more than that time that you spend making sure that you're taking care of yourself. You see, that lesson with Charlie taught me something. It taught me that I was way too stressed out, I had absolutely no time. And can you imagine if that wasn't a jolly old pastor and that was somebody else? The events could have been catastrophic or I could have hurt somebody else because I literally was running on fumes. So I encourage you, start a routine. Take care of yourself. Unplug. The office is going to be there tomorrow. It's okay. It's okay if it doesn't get done tonight. You are replaceable, but you are irreplaceable to your family. Take care of your kids. Take care of your family. Have a good one. Hey, thanks for listening to Conversations in the Paint Department. A humorous and sometimes serious look at the personal, professional, and leadership lessons that I've learned from mistakes. i getting a little bit of paint on my face. If you like what you heard, check us out on Spotify or Anchor. You can follow us on Twitter at MattBergman14. And if you'd like, as an EdTech fan, check out my blog at bergman-udl.blogspot.com.